What's up, family? Welcome back to Good News Podcast. We got myself, Brandon, and I got my fellas, Benny and Suchitra. Been a long time. Um, had a little hiatus, but we're back. Um, we're glad to be bringing you another episode. Yes, sir. So before we really jump into it, um, we had a prayer request from one of our uh, listeners. Her name is Rhonda. So mm. before we jump into the episode, we want to just send a quick prayer on her behalf. Yeah. Lord, we thank you for Rhonda, Lord. Um, yeah. We thank you for the people that she's affecting, the people that she touches daily. Be with her, Lord, and um, help her to continue to be a light for you, Lord, through this time that of sickness, Lord. Help her, Lord, to be healed. Help her to yeah. understand, Lord, that there's a purpose in you uh, allowing this in her life, Lord, yeah. and that uh, through you, Lord, through her, Lord, your glory will be seen by non-believers, by believers. Uh, strengthen them, Lord, um, through Rhonda, Lord. And, and Lord, we pray for strength and healing for Rhonda. Yeah. Help her, Lord, to um, battle through this yeah. and to give her, at those moments of weakness, Lord, strength and energy. Help her, Lord, to know that the battle's already won mm -hmm. and that through you, Lord, all things can be done, Lord, and to help her, dear Lord, with her faith, yeah. help her with any moment, dear Lord, of weakness, Lord, help her, Lord, to just know, Lord, that you're there holding her yeah. hand, yeah. lift her up, Lord. We thank you for her again, Lord, and all that she does for the people around her and the people that um, she affects, Lord, and um, we pray for her family, Lord, and um, being able to give her comfort and joy especially in the times that she needs it, Lord. And um, thank you for all that you've done for um, her and hers, Lord. In Jesus' name, pray. Amen. 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 All right, so we'll jump right into it. So um, this is going to be a really powerful and impactful um, episode yeah. here. I'm going to turn it over to Benny. He you know, went through a pretty challenging ordeal over the past few weeks. And um, he just wants to, you know, give his story and, and give God the glory through uh, what he experienced. So with that said, I'll turn it over to you, Benny. I appreciate y'all. So, yeah, February, was it today's Saturday, the, what is it, the 20, 20, uh, 29th, but February 15th, um, I lost my mom. She, she went on to be with the Lord um, just two weeks ago. And so in all that's been happening, um, leading up to that, I just want to, I felt like it'd be uh, beneficial and is this something God wanted me to do is let you all know, the listeners, just how um, life has been in the, this experience. And so that's one of the things we said we were going to do in this podcast is give y'all uh, just a look into our lives. And as we walk with Christ, the trials and ups and downs and how we feel and just be honest and open about it. So that's what this is going to be. And um, I'm just going to, I want to, I want to take it back to uh, when this all started, which was Monday, February 10th, I woke up to a text from my sister. Um, we have a group family text saying that, you know, my mom had had, a, had been going to the hospital. She had to go to the hospital. She went to the ER and her blood pressure was really high. And, and so, I mean, that was the text I woke up to. And right away, my heart like just skipped a whole bunch of beats. I felt like that, that kind of like initial 
like fear, I guess. I wouldn't say fear, but it's like your heart, you know, the inside of your stomach. You know how you get that moment like, oh, snap. Like a, a, if it's like a wild dog or something just startles you type of thing, mm-hmm. feeling. Y'all know how you get that mm-hmm. feeling? That's how I got that feeling. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and then my mind was like, Lord, you know, I just started praying. Um, Lord, whatever this is, God, like, you know, no way perform against this, Lord. I got to trust in you. And I'm praying and, and, and then started, and then I had to get up, you know, I had to get up and, and go into my, in and look out the window and, and I started sharing some shedding some tears because I just didn't know what the gravity of it was. Mm. But I got a call from my sister right away and she called me and she was just like pretty upset. And that's when she had known by then that um, it was a stroke that my mom had. And so, you know, I, I stayed, usually me, I stay calm right away when stuff happens. Like my sisters always say, you know, Benny, you know, the house could be on fire and Benny be like, okay, cool. Let's just stay cool and calm throughout it. And, and that's how I am. I'm usually like a not too up or too down when something immediately happens. It takes me a while to like process things and, and it, it comes later. Um, but in that moment while well, I stayed calm, you know, I know she was pretty, pretty upset. Um, we get off the phone and that's when I just start like talking to God and praying like, all right, we need to make moves. We need to, we need to get to Virginia. Um, because even if it was a stroke at that point, it was like, all right, I know, plenty of people who've had strokes and it's just, it's, it, it varies in, in, in what it is. So um, my wife and I flew back Tuesday. So she had, she's been in the ER. She was stable. You know, they had her kind of like resting. My mom was, and we get there Tuesday. And at that point they're like, okay, we need to do a test to just make sure how our, you know, what's, what's going on in our head. <clears throat> and so we're there. Everything's cool. At that point, I'm not scared anymore. I'm more optimistic. Like, my faith is up and we're like, okay, well, let's see what this test is. It's all good. Like, and we were just praying. We, you know, we're going, we're praying for complete healing. And that's where we were right on Tuesday. We get the test back. It's called an angiogram. I think they go into your leg or artery and they stick. It's like basically like a camera that goes up and they go into your brain and see where the actual bleeding occurred. And then if there's still bleeding, they kind of like, kind of like suture it up or do whatever they do to kind of like stop it. But praise be to God, when they did that, the bleeding had stopped on its own. Right. But so we were happy about that. We we're like, look at God, he's already on it, on, on it. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. but we did find out that there was actually a lot of a lot of bleeding. And that part, they were like, Oh, well, it's like a bruise. Their doctors were explaining to us, it's like a bruise where when you have this kind of bleeding, you know, how you get a bruise on your thigh or something, if you get hit, there's that dark spot of blood that's under your skin and it swells up first and then soaks back in. That's what happens with your brain. Um mm-hmm for those type of things where it's like, this was a stroke that led to an aneurysm, which is aneurysm, just bleeding of the brain. Right. And so mm-hmm. long story short with that piece is that we just were in a position where we need to wait. We need to wait for the swelling to go. It'll go like more intense before it gets better. Kind of like any kind of bruise. And then once mm-hmm. the swelling goes down, then we can kind of see what neurological effects the stroke had on her. And, and it was on the left side of her brain. So what I also learned is the left side of your brain controls like your language, your speech, your, um, and also controls the right side motor functions, like your movement on your right side of your body. And so at that point, you know, she still had some movement on the right side of her body. We, we were just like, okay, you know, it's not too crazy. Like she can smile, she can wiggle her feet, that thing. And she was responding come Tuesday. So we were like, okay, we just wait for the swelling to go down, Lord. And we'll see what this rehab is going to be like, but it's all good. You know, um, in my mind, I'm thinking I'm gonna go home like the next week once my mom comes too, cause that she's really resting, like sleeping a lot at this point. Um, and so Wednesday comes around 
and like most of us, we were doing shifts. Like uh, she was at R- Riverside Hospital for y'all who are from the 757 area. Riverside is a huge hospital in, mm-hmm. in Newport News, Virginia, where we're from. Let me let me take a step back. So we were we were staying with the with my mom because we wanted to make sure like if she did wake up from sleeping that somebody was there to like encourage her, speak positivity, mm-hmm. you know, be faithful. Don't you know what I mean? And we weren't seeing like nobody in the room talking any negative. You know what I'm saying? Like because we also didn't know at that point if she could hear us or not. Right? The doctors didn't really know um, when she's sleeping. At least um, when she was a, when she was kind of awake, they would do these tests like okay, okay, you know, move your left hand, move this, or try to squeeze or whatever, and, and she was responding. But then um, we were just still uncertain of what it would be like um, once the swelling went down. So um, Wednesday night, um, I was staying with her, me and my aunt, because um, we were doing shift work of who was staying with her. And Wednesday night, I was staying with her, and it was like we were having church up in that joint. Like at night, I was, I was, we were singing to my mom, even mm. in, in, and reading scripture and praying, and just being optimistic, like really believing, like yo, God could do anything which he can you know what i'm saying yeah and like mom you know this is gonna be good you know you might have some rehab whatever but you know greater is he who was in me than he who was in the world like you could do all things mom through christ let's just keep it stay on that and mm-hmm. and this is when like god moments start showing up so like i'm over here um reading scripture to my mom just like hearing from the spirit of what to read you know we're going through different things and then i felt like god was telling me to read uh psalms 27. So then I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm going to read Psalm 27. I'm going to read it for y'all. Part of it. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked come against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. And when I when I got to that line, I stopped, me and my aunt stopped and just looked at each other. We were like, oh, snap. We were like, oh, snap. I stopped on pavilion. He will hide me in his pavilion. And I was like, yo, so the Riverside Hospital has a bunch of buildings and they all have different names like annex tower stuff like that and so the the building that my mom was in it w- uh, was called the pavilion actually and so i was just like blown away like he will hide me in his tabernacle he would hide me in, and protect me in his pavilion and we were just like i don't know if i've been walking with the lord now for a few years and it's just like things like this aren't a coincidence i know that the lord speaks through his word and mm-hmm. and usually he gives he gives it's like a the lord's it's not coincidence but it's like coincidence in context you know that's when i know god is like he's speaking in one of the ways he he does a lot with everybody at least that i that i've come to find out this walk with the lord through his word so in that moment i knew in my spirit like god's hand is on this like we're going to be good you know what i mean she's going to be good i'm not even tripping at that point you couldn't tell me nothing like my faith was built up in the fact that she was going to literally walk out of there. I believed it. Mm-hmm. And so we were just praying and, and, and things like this started happening. And I, and, I, and I sent that to the family. At this point, like a lot of people are praying for my mom. And so we were like, okay, cool. We straight, you know what I'm saying? Like, but then come Thursday, that's when 
um, the doctors came in and they were like Thursday morning because I stayed the night. They were like, yeah, you know, she she's going to when she wakes up, it's just going to probably be a really long because there was a lot of bleeding, a really long rehab process. But we're just thinking rehab. I'm like, cool, you know, whatever. You know, I mean, I already know God's hands on this. Like he's been showing up, giving, you know, giving different people different things. And after last night, I mean, you can't tell me nothing. You know, I'm not trying to hear what you're trying to say, doctor. It's over. You know what I mean? Like, God's got this. Mm-hmm. And so I go home that afternoon. We get a, a text from my, my 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 nephew. And he's like, because he's at the hospital. He's like, yo, we need to come back. Um, we got to have a meeting with the doctors. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, let's do this. I mean, whatever. So I get back. And then that's when we find out that there's a different problem. At this point, she's been really, really laboring, breathing to where doctors were like yo she's been breathing like 30 to 40 breaths you know what i'm saying a minute which is like equivalent of running a marathon and that's wow. like they were saying like yo this is not this is a side of this is like an effect of her not neurologically being able to like do things like swallow and breathe through her nose right now because of the swelling is now remember i said the swelling increases mm-hmm. so it started increasing more to where she started losing more um functions and because the bleeding was so, so much more than it was, we found out that it was actually two aneurysms that happened on the left side of her brain, not just one, and they were big. And so now you got like two bruises. And so it's like double, you know what I mean? And what happens is you start losing more neurological functions. And so that day we found out like, yo, her breathing needs to go down um, to like 20, which is more normal. It's, and it was in the thirties and they were like, saying to us at that point like if she doesn't get her breaths down to tw- in the 20s and that's something that they can't force right that's the body just needs to do it then there's they don't think from their doctor science perspective that she would be able to sustain that breathing for more than like 12 hours and we're like wait what what are you talking about right now you know what i'm saying and it's like oh are we that's when i we knew that they're talking now life and death and then, and so that day hit me like, I was still, it was a blow, it was a shock. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, a range of emotions, but I was still holding on to like, whatever, like God's got this. You can't tell me that you can't tell me nothing. Like we're going to pray and her, her breathing is going to go down. I'm not even tripping. Like, but it was a still a scary thing. Like, I'm be real. Like I was like, I was hurt to hear this. You know what I'm saying? Like, and this was Thursday night. This was Thursday evening. Yeah. Okay. And so that day was it was a hard day man because that was when it went from like a long rehab to like oh snap like my mom might not make it through the night what what are you talking about and so i was like on the one hand thinking about what happened the night before with god just giving all these confirmations but then on the other hand it was just like a test of my faith like like this is also what's happening before me like now this is a life and death thing. Like, and I see with my eyes and I hear what they're saying, this is what's happening, but I'm believing something totally different, but it's that conflict, right? Like I was having a lot of conflict that day. Um, it was painful conflict, you know, Yeah, very painful, man. And so, um, that's when my mind, that's when, you know, that's when your mind starts really, it can really get out of control. Like I wouldn't let my, I didn't want my mom to get out, my mind to get out of control and go down this route of like, oh man, she's going to die tonight. Oh no, no, no. You know, cause at that point I'm still holding on to faith, right? And I'm not letting the enemy just go run wild in my head. You know what I'm saying? With all these, having faith in the, I didn't want to have fear, which in my mind is like, 
faith in things going wrong that hasn't happened yet. But I, on the flip side, I'm also seeing how my mom's body is. At, I can only judge it by how her body is right now, but then I still have to keep faith. Like Hebrews 1 says, like faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So even though I'm seeing and hearing what the doctors are saying, I'm still having hope, which is proving my faith of like what God's going to do with her. So that helped kind of help me through the night. But I'm going to be real with you, you know, like that night going to sleep. I had to believe that my mom was going to live, but the doctors are saying she could not make it, like not make it if she if her breathing to get die. So I went to sleep that night knowing like if, if I was going to wake up in the morning, if I was going to be like having to deal with, you know, the death of my mom that Friday morning. So Benny, like, so during, I mean, at that moment, are you like, are you kind of like questioning God? Or are you, are you like not questioning him, but are you asking God like, you said this, God, but now I'm confronted with this, I guess, this reality of what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing. Like, are you having that conversation with God, sort of like wrestling with that dichotomy? Like, or are you kind of keeping it internal at that, at that time? Uh, I'm definitely wrestling with it. Like when it first happened, like when they first told us in the meeting, I kind of like zoned out. And that's when I was having that wrestle. The shock mm-hmm. of like, wait, now it's like, it's like knife and death wet. Like, Lord, like, I thought I was going to get better news. You know what I'm saying? Like, good news. Mm-hmm. Like, I was expecting, I literally was expecting going to that meeting, like, them being like, oh, you know, your mom's healing's going down. You know, it's just like a positive report, right? Yeah. But it yeah. was the opposite. It was, like, far, far opposite of what I was expecting. So I'm like, wait, what? Like, that's not what, I was confused, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, Lord? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not what I'm expecting here, like. I, right. I I was believing and I still do. And I just had that, like, yeah, I did have that, like that turbulence for a while, you know, mm-hmm. and the shock and then the pain that comes with it. Right. Cause I, there's no way like in this process that I realize you can't stop the pain that's going to come. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can only go to God to help heal that pain. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, man, I felt the pain. I felt sadness. I felt confused, but then I also, once I got through that, like, that turbulence I had to like you know what I mean like you see you know how people say you gas yourself up I had to like gas myself back up like no 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 don't forget what God just like I was believing don't forget you know I've been praying like your will be done Lord but I uh, know greater is he is I know you can heal her I know you're going to heal her Lord I'm, I'm you know you say ask anything it should be done like faith this is a mountain you know what I'm saying faith the Bible says faith of the mustard seed can move a mountain you know what I mean like I'm just saying these things in my head like scripture after scripture like believe in it to get myself out of that space of like confusion and hurt and like and like mm-hmm. potential fear right yeah yeah man so but that night going to sleep I, real talk I just even though I like felt faithful I just didn't know what to expect right mm-hmm. like I didn't know what to expect that morning but glory be to God like I woke up that morning and somehow the my mom's breathing got down to 20 something you know it was all God it was literally all God because there was nothing that anybody else did, you know, that Friday morning, nothing that anybody else did. Right. And so the doctors even think they, they literally didn't think she was going to make it through the night. They were going off science. Like they were like at most probably 12 hours. Right. And I mean, they told us this at like five in the afternoon. So by basically, you know what I mean? By eight in the morning, you know what I mean? She she shouldn't have been, you know, here on this earth, but she was there and her breathing was low. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, come on, you know how you get that boost? I'm like, come on, son. Like, come on, can't mm-hmm. nobody say nothing about my God. You know what I mean? Like, this is all Jesus, y'all. Like, we're going, and I'm just like, yo, we're going, Lord, we're going to show these, you're going to show these doctors. Cause at that point, I felt like none of them were believers in Christ. Right. And there was just little, mm-hmm. little things that tipped me off to that. Right. And we kind of know, we, you know, as we walk with the Lord, but that's, that's a side note. But, um, and, and they're just trying to do their job from like a science data perspective, right? That That's mm-hmm. another thing. Maybe they're just kind of like, you know, keeping it kind of like, was it Dr. Bedside Manor? Yeah, professional. So, but anyways, that Friday, man, like I woke up, I saw that happening. I was floating, boy. Like, you can't tell me nothing, man. Like, <laughs> like come on, son. These doctors are about to be believers, bro. Like everybody in this, in this, in this ICU going to know, man. I was telling the Lord, like, Lord, once you heal her, I'm telling you, Lord, I'm, I'm going to be, you can't shut me up about this story. Like, I'm going to tell everybody, bro. Like, I'm going to run. I could just see myself running down the ICU halls like, yo, Jesus did it. I t- he's, a, he's real. He did it. I told you. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like look, at, look at my moms. Look at my moms. Y'all seen her? You know what I mean? Like, yes. I was about to be bro, so I hyped. Def- I definitely see you doing that too, bro, man. I'm telling you, man. I mean, come on. You. come on, man. So, like, Same, man. so that Friday morning, I, w- I was floating. That's how I was feeling. And then Friday afternoon, you know, we get another text on the family thing like, yo, we all need to come back to the hospital. Like, we need, we need to have another meeting. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, cool. Let's let's do this. Like, watch they say now everything's getting better. You know what I mean? Because look at this. Like, they thought of, they thought she wasn't going to make it to the night. I can't wait to get in this meeting. You know what I'm saying? Like, just to look at yeah. it and be like, she's still here. Anyway, so that Friday afternoon, we get into that meeting. Everybody's in there. You know, my sisters, everybody, man, like my dad, my aunt. I think, yeah, my uncle, my, my mom's brother is now up here from South Carolina. And um, they're like, so, yes, her breathing's down, but it's now back up again. And she now, like, we do, they do, so they do blood work, you know, every morning. And they were like, based on her blood work, now things like her white blood cell count is starting to be off. Her, I think it was like kidney or liver functions or something like that are starting to decline. Her swelling still isn't like moving anywhere and they have surgeries that could help alleviate the swelling but she you know from a she's not a candidate because of the way her clotting is it's like she would basically like it's a high risk to bleed out for that surgery so like they don't want to like the, I've, I've learned now like doctors and hospitals don't do surgeries if there's a if there's a high chance of like death during the surgery mm-hmm. you know uh, and so just from a and it makes sense from like a liability standpoint, right? So they're just telling us this stuff, like one thing after another. Her breathing is still high. This is happening. This is happening. Her body is basically in the sum it up to where her body is shutting down. Was is what they 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 sum it up as. And we're like, we're just like I'm just like there's silence, right? They're just like we just like all I'm like in a shock, right? Because now it's all hit. It's hit me like her body. Wait, her body is shutting down. Like her breathing just went down. Wait, now it's back up. Like what? Mm-hmm. That's when they're like, you know, you can go some, you can go a couple routes now. And then the doctor's like, now you got to think about, you know, like quality of life. Like, do you want, because neurologically she's not back, the swelling's not back yet to see where she's at for rehab. She, and it was all these, like, everything they were giving us were like catch 22. Yeah. If you, and it was like one thing after another. Just like one thing after another, we can't, everything that you could do seemed like it, t- it was going to be a life 
issue, right? Mm-hmm. So that's when we were like, that's when they hit us. Like, now you need to think about what she would want and stuff like that. And so we knew, like, in that moment, that's when we found out. And I mean, real talk, that, like, Thursday, I was, it was just a breathing thing. But now Friday, we're finding out, like, her body is shutting down. Like, and now we're realizing, like, oh, snap, she, she, like, she really, like, right now her body's going down to where she might not make it. Like, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. And that day, man, real talk was, like, the hardest day of my life that day. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was, I felt like I was not trying to hear it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I left the room. You know, I went for a walk. Um, you know, outside, I left Riverside. You know, I had to leave, man. And I, I, I went to my, I went to the car, and I was just crying. You know what I'm saying? I was just in the car crying, and I don't even know how long I was in there for. Uh, but it was just like, you know, and, and obviously, you know, my family's taking it in different. Everybody, I'm learning this. Everybody processes in different ways. My family was taking it. Everybody was taking it differently, right? Mm-hmm. Um, from one extreme to another, you know. But me, I was like in shock. I, I, I didn't shed a tear in the in the in the meeting. I just was just like looking, like with glazed eyes, kind of basically, if somebody could look at me. But I was hurt deeply, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it only grew as I like sat there and, and like started processing. Like, I, I mean, I never felt that type of pain before. Like for real, mm-hmm. for real. Like I even had a um, frat brother. Back when I was in college, passed away suddenly, mm-hmm. and it hurt. I remember it hurt, but it just this that paled in comparison. I think because this is like your mom, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, I was literally just like texting with her, like at that point, like shoot, like six days before, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, at that point, like, but I was in my car, and I was in my car crying, and at that point, I was crying, man, and and. I mean, I'm the full cry, bro, like everything coming out. And um, and then at, towards the end of it, when I just felt like I couldn't cry no more, I started talking to God, you know, like, like, Lord, this is, is this what you want? You know what I'm saying? Like, I know your will be done. And I know as like, I, I want to have faith. I don't want my faith to, to be a reason why things don't go the way I'm hoping they go. So I must keep faith that you can still raise her because that, you know, we believe in the resurrection as Christians, right? If we did, mm-hmm. didn't, then we should we shouldn't believe we were not believing that Christ rose from the dead. You know what I'm saying? That's what the Bible says. You know, you got mm-hmm. if we believe in resurrection, if you don't believe in a resurrection from the dead with anybody, then you're not believing that Christ rose from the dead because he had a body on this earth. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what Paul talks about. And so from that perspective, I was like, yo, I'm still believing God. Like this hurts. The reality of what's happening is hurting me like deeply. You know, because it's real. Like my mom, they're saying my mom's not going to make it. You know what I'm saying? They're saying her body is shutting down right now. And it's like we had no choice but now to really solely lean on God. Like basically what they were telling us is they've done all they could do in that meeting. Mm-hmm. And I and that came out of nowhere, right? Because like we knew the breathing was an issue. But when you're, you know, when someone goes in for a stroke, you're thinking like, you're thinking like rehab. You know what I mean? Like, okay. When she gets neurologically back, like just two days earlier, she might have a rehab. We got to figure out like how much she could talk, you know, but we got, they got rehab. We were talking, we were already planning like the rehab for her. You know what I'm saying? Like an intensive rehab could be like three hours a day for this mess. And we're just like already in that mindset. And I'm thinking like, all right, I'm going to be coming back home to help out, whatever. Like I'm here, you know what I'm saying? Let's get it. But I had no idea that, and I learned a lot through this process. I had no idea that like neurologically, 
things could go your your brain controls so much in your body that like if it's out of commission for a while man things just go can go awry badly mm-hmm. in your body and and that's kind of like what happened with my mom, with my mom and I was I was so yeah I was hurt real bad man and and I was but I was still holding on you know what I'm saying to a point where I was like I'm not gonna let what I see and what I'm hearing what I'm feeling like I had a shirt that said faith over feelings right I'm like that's that's where this comes into play like. I can't let what I'm feeling stop pulling my faith down. Like I got to lean on you, God. And so when I was praying that moment in the car, I felt like he was in that moment healing the pain that I was feeling in my heart, mm-hmm. you know, like it was hurting, you know what I mean? But then I started praying and then being saying like, thank you, Lord. Like, like literally practical application of what the scripture says, like through all things, give God like praise and supplications. So I was like, all right, Lord, thank you for everything that you've done for me, you know, you saved me from hell. You say, you know, I believe in you, Lord. This is a hard thing, you know what I'm saying, that we're going through. But mm-hmm. I think about Job. Job, you allowed the enemy to take away, kill Job's, like, family and, and all those things and make Job sick, but he stayed faithful. I was like, I'm going to stay faithful, Lord. When mm-hmm. and, and I'm not claiming this, um, what the doctors are saying right now. I'm going to hold on hope that this is, that you can, you can raise my mom still, you know what I mean? And, and in that moment, I felt a healing in my heart, like, like straight up, like, like the same kind of healing I said in my testimony where I was saying like, I wanted to smoke a lot. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't stop it because it, that urge came from within. Like mm-hmm. it's nothing that I could like force with my body to stop. It just came from within. I didn't know where it was coming from. That's where that hurt was coming from. Like it just came from within in that moment. And God like really like healed that like in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. To the point where it wasn't hurting as much, and so I could breathe, right? And and like the tears like slowed, and I like felt more at peace, which is a key thing. Like I felt more at peace in that moment, so I got in and went back inside. I you know got out of the car and went back inside. That's when we you know got back together and we had to decide like, okay, we're gonna put this in God's hands, right? Like we can either keep trying to like force the issue and try all these other like try to you know surges that they don't want to do because of or, or, you know, do all these other kind of very aggressive, invasive measures mm-hmm. without even still knowing neurologically where my mom was at. Because at this point, she's she's now in a coma at this point, since they said since like Wednesday, she had been in a coma. So she hadn't been in any pain or anything like that. Right. I think Wednesday night, because I think she woke up Wednesday night when I was there. And I, and I know she did, because then I was like sitting on her side, like talking to her and she turned her head like like it was like an intentional turn and like looked at me and I was just talking to her so positively, like telling her that God loves her and like, you know, like you can, you could do all things, mom, that, you know, just, I had a good little conversation with her while her eyes were open and then she went back to sleep. I know she saw me mm-hmm. and this was Wednesday night, but ever since then, like she had been, I don't think she woke she didn't wake up anymore. She was in like a coma. Let y'all know it's like it's like body induced coma. It wasn't even like they didn't give her anything initially to like put her to sleep. It's like when your body has that kind of trauma, it like puts itself to sleep so it can mm-hmm. heal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you know how when you get a flu or something real bad and you're like sleeping all the time, it's just like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, but yeah, man. Long story uh, to just round this up. So we just took her off all these. We didn't do. We felt like God was like, we gotta put this in God's hands, man. And, like that's so she was doing well. We took her off all this stuff, you know what I mean? And, and and we just like let her body naturally do what it needs to do, like in trusting God. And and so we were like that Saturday. Um now fast forward to Saturday night, she, you know, my mom's still alive in the room and 
Um, my dad's been there all day. So me and my sister were like, all right, we're going to spend that with mom tonight. It's our shift. And so we get there around like 10 o'clock at night. Um, we get to Riverside and I, um, I get in there and I have, and you know, I start talking with my dad, like me and my dad leave the room, my sister's in there and my, you know, the nurse is in there too. And then, and, um, we just, me and dad start talking just outside and I'm just talking with them about things. And then, um, we talk for about 10 minutes, maybe till about 10, 10. And then we go back into the room and then, and then the nurse is in there, but my sister's there. And then we noticed that like my mom is now taking like very, very like spaced out breaths, you know, like every 20 seconds now, which is new. And so my dad takes my sister out of the room because it's just like a little, it's a shift, like a little traumatic in that moment. Like she's spacing out her breath so much. And so my dad takes my sister out of the room to talk to her. And, I, and now it's just me in the room with my mom. The nobody's in there. My nurse, the nurse is in there. It's just me and my mom. And I'm just like, I'm so, com- I'm like so confident in God. Like, Lord, I, I, I feel like I need to pray. And so I, I go to my mom's ear and I just start praying. And I'm just telling her like, like, mom, it, you know, your will, you know, you, you have the Holy Spirit and you, you could do anything. You can get up right now if it's your will, if this is something you want. You know, God, you, I know you can raise my mom. You know what I'm saying? I know it. And I'm just praying. I don't even remember all that I'm praying. But I'm also watching her lips, just watching her breaths. And she's still breathing. And I'm praying. I don't even know how long I was praying. It had to be about maybe three, four minutes. And then it was almost like I was just in the spirit praying. And then I felt like a peace. And then I stopped praying and then I looked and then I noticed that then my mom wasn't breathing anymore. Hmm. And so I, um, I just sat there and I just looked at her and I, I didn't cry. I didn't, I didn't have any like negative feeling. I felt like at peace when I was praying, hmm. you know, that I didn't feel, um, going up, leading up to that moment. And then the nurse came in like my, at this point, my sister and my dad weren't in the room still. They were outside talking. The nurse came in and then like she checked things and like she confirmed it. She was like, yeah, she's, she passed. Mm-hmm. And so in that moment while I was praying with her, where I felt like the spirit was leading me to pray with my mom in her ear, in that moment, she was like passing on and God knew it, you know, oh, wow. he knew all these things mm-hmm. was about to happen. And I had to accept, like, I was still kind of like in a shock, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I go out and then I flag down my dad. I told the nurse to give us some, some time, right? Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at that point, they had to go through their procedure and stuff. I was like, please just give us some time and um, before you bring someone else in, a doctor in and all that. And then I get my dad mm-hmm. and me, my, and my, I bring my dad in. I'm like, dad, you know, she's not breathing no more, man. They said she passed. And, but then I'm like, nah, man, like, I remember the story of Dor- Dorcas with, with Peter where, where she was a servant and she passed and everybody was crying. And, and Peter went into the upper room and he told everybody to get out. And he just prayed and told her to get up. And she got up. Like, so me and my dad were in just praying. I'm like, Lord, let this be a Peter moment, like an ax, Lord. I'm just, I'm just like, yo, this ain't over yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still praying. I'm still believing. Yeah. And we were just praying and praying and, and, and nothing happened. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm like, well, Lord, I'm realizing like, this is your answer. Like, this is your answer in that moment. This is your answer that you want. This was my mom's time to go home. And I, I accept that. I accepted that after I start, you know, after I stopped that, like Peter Dorcas prayer, I accepted it. Mm-hmm. I accepted mm-hmm. that this is her time. This mm-hmm. is her time. And that's how I felt. I didn't feel pain. I didn't feel upset. I just felt a realization like, God, this is your will. 
I'm going to accept that because you are God. You know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and in the whole time, I'm thinking like the verse came to my mind to live is Christ, to die is gain. That Paul says, like, when we're on this earth, we're living for Christ, you know, with those who are in Christ doing his work. But if we leave this earth, it's a, a gain that we can't even imagine how how much of a blessing it is to die in Christ, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So she come, she came up, you know, what I'm saying in that moment. Yeah. 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 And that's that man. That's faith in itself, man. You know, it's like, you know, it's one thing exercising your faith by yeah. believing you know, God to, to work that miracle, which he, which he could, right. If he wanted yeah. to, but also to retain your faith when it doesn't turn out how you, how you hope for, you know, trusting that God's way is, is higher than your way. Um, and man, that's, that's, that's powerful, man. It just makes me think about when Jesus came in the flesh, mm-hmm. where the disciples, they thought Jesus was going to do one thing, right. Yeah, he was going to yeah. restore the kingdom and, and, you know, do all these things. And, and it didn't work out how they had planned, mm. but we obviously, we know that God's way is is perfect and his will is perfect. Yeah. And the fact that you, that you yielded to, to his way, that you accepted his way is, is a, a, a very strong, strong of faith. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I was still numb in that moment, man. And, and then my sister came in, man. And, and, um, she just like, she just like started, she just, lost, you know, like lost. I mean, it was, it was sheer what you would expect, man, like crying. And, and, and that's when it kind of hit me, you know what I'm saying? Like when some, you know, like you're fine in a moment, but then when you feel the emotion and see how the pain and hurt of those around you, compassion kicks in and then you feel what you've been, now you need to feel, you know what I mean? And that's when it hit me, like, and, it, and then that's when the hurt hit me, you know what I'm saying? Even though I was trusting God, the hurt still was there. And in that moment, bro, like literally now me and my dad have been praying for maybe 30 seconds, right? My sister came in a minute after that, right? This is my mom just passing. My mm-hmm. sister in that moment, bro, like she gave her life to Christ in that moment. Wow. Um, she, she was like, yeah. felt the pain, you know, when that pain hit and she was crying and stuff. She told my mom, you know, like my mom, you always wanted me to follow Jesus. You always, and, and she just let, and she, we were right there just gave her life. Lord, I want to follow you. I, I want, I, mm. I want to be, I want to be able to see my mom again. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I want to do your will. I've been holding off. I mean, it was just a heartfelt spirit wow. felt prayer. Um, that was right there in the moment, so much emotion. And I was so emotional. Like imagine like, you know, mm. the, the pain of losing your mom in that moment, but also the joy of like seeing your sister, who you've been praying for. I've been praying for my sister to follow Christ since 2016 when I started following Christ. Wow. And now, and, and, and it started hitting me, like the Lord started showing me things in my mind. Like, look, think about the last, one of the last texts your mom sent. Um, the week before my mom had a stroke, she had sent a text um, saying like, she, before things get crazy in this world, she's been praying that all her kids be saved, follow Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, and at that point, I got three sisters, right? Two of them are already following Christ. Me and my other sister were the were the last ones. Me, I came in 2016, so it was only one sister left. And then my mom's going to be with the Lord in that moment. That last sister gave her life to Jesus to follow mm-hmm. him. And so, even it, and then so that that that's like that's what God's showing me. Like He showed me that moment that it made sense. It started things started to make sense. Right, that he would in taking my mom away to him, which is great. Also gives takes another soul from the enemy, takes another soul from the devil 
in eternity and gives now brings it into light to Christ and my sister. Mm. And so that's just a, it was like a double win. That's what he was showing me. This is a double win. Mm. You got to wow. believe you got to have faith. And so my mom passed that day, you know, and, and she passed and I was the only one in the room. And I still, I felt peace in that moment when my mom passed, but it, but then the hurt, it still came in, you know, after the, the high intense moment of my sister giving her life to Christ, all the family came in and it really, the hurt set in and like, I was crying, you know, be real. I mean, you lose your mom from this earth. It's like, it hurt, man. It, it still yeah. does. You know, it's only been two weeks, but, but I will say, man, like God's word is good. He, he put on my spirit, first Corinthians chapter 13, one, where he was like, where it defines love. And God's like, yo, love is patient, Benny. He, he was telling me like, and I was feeling it. You got to be patient with me, because yeah. I was patient with you when you were out there in the club, and you know, you know, y'all heard the listeners, y'all heard our mm-hmm. testimony. When we were out in the world doing things that weren't befitting to the kingdom, when we were out doing all these things that hurt God and hurt other people. That's what I was doing. He was still being patient with me when there was many times that I could have died and went to hell, mm-hmm. you know. And he stayed patient with me. So he was like, yo, you, I love you. I stayed patient with you. You. If you love me, I am love. I told you what love is. Love is patient. Be patient with me to see mm-hmm. your mom again. You got to be patient because this isn't the end. This is this is the end of her existence here on earth with you. But this isn't the end of her spirit. This isn't the, you're, you're, you guys are spirit. That's that's yeah. your real life, your eternal life. This is just a, a vapor. Like 80 years, you're out of here. You know, you could be out of here tomorrow. Yeah. My mom yeah. didn't. She Her health was generally okay. But for, for the most part, this stuff was this was so unexpected you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. it really hit home like you could be gone tomorrow you know the bible says you you could live 70 years if you're strong i mean 70 years or 80 years if you're strong but any but anybody can be gone tomorrow into eternity right yeah like i could literally get off the, this podcast right now and, and and have a heart attack or something and yeah. be gone and be in eternity be with my mom today you know what i'm saying and so mm-hmm. he was like just be patient because life is short and still carry on and so that's what's been helping me right now is like be patient with me son because i'm patient with you i was patient with Mm -hmm. you and you love me so you got to be patient with me because that's what love is love is patience Mm -hmm. and so yeah man that that's that's been that's been one of the lessons he taught me throughout all this and one of the main lessons too he taught me uh is like and throughout this whole experience, remember how I was telling y'all I was praying, like, oh, you know, I, I, if mom gets up, I'm telling you, I'm going to go tell everybody and all that. She's going to get up. Like, yeah. that's it, God. That's it. Your will be done. Your will be done. And I'm thinking, like, he's like, yo, you've been kind of, like, fantasizing what you want your the will to be, what you want my will Whoa. to be, instead of asking me, what is my mm-hmm. will for this situation? Mm-hmm. And it's evident, right, looking back at it, my mom passed on. That's obviously what his will was for that situation. And then mm-hmm. seeing the fruits that came out of that, like my sister giving her life to Christ mm-hmm. and people around me's faith being built. My faith, actually, I could say in all this has grown, has grown because now I've gone through something that we all, quite frankly, will have to go through at one point. And some of us have already gone through where we live, lose a close one in our nuclear family. You know what I'm saying? A close mm-hmm. one, a close relative and realizing like, it puts to the test, like, do you believe that this life is not just, this is like our, not our only life. This isn't YOLO. You know, mm-hmm. you don't only live just once. You can live mm-hmm. in this earth once and then die in eternity or live mm-hmm. in eternity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's no such thing as YOLO for those who are in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so 
it, it really put to the test like, yo, you need to pray and ask me what my will is for a situation. And I, he's like, think about the, he put, he put in my mind, like, think about the, the story of Peter and Dorcas, which you were trying to pray in that moment when your mom had just passed. You don't know what Peter prayed. He could have prayed, most likely, he probably prayed, and this is Benny talking now, God, what is your will for me in this moment to pray for Dorcas? What should I pray? And he probably got an answer like, yo, tell her to get up. That's, you know that's, that's so deep. Um, so we had Bible study this past Friday and you had mentioned it earlier uh, in this episode where you said, um, you know, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can mm-hmm. say to this mountain be moved, right? Yeah. Um, you know, but, but it also says that faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. So it's like, you don't just tell a mountain to move, right? Just, just because you want the mountain to move, you, you tell the mountain to move because you heard a word from God. Mm. You see what I mean? Mm. So yeah. it, it all comes from him. You know, it's like um, our, our faith comes from what, what his will is and trusting in his will. So if God tells you something, it's like, are you, do you have the faith to exercise what he told you? Yeah. You know, or do you have the faith to trust in him when your flesh doesn't like what the reality of a thing is? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and just to be real, man, like I learned some good lessons in this and my faith has increased. I I know that it's a process. It's still hard though. Like my family, we're 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 I know we're closer now. We're trying to be there for each other, be there for my dad and my sister and, and all my other sisters and my, my niece and nephew and and it's been like now we're in a process where it's like I'm not faking I'm not trying to say everything is good. Like I'm feeling great. Like I'm not feeling mm-hmm. great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's moments I know that I know that if it wasn't for Christ, I would not be how I am today. You know, I would be all the pieces. Yeah. You know, I I would be just emotionally out there, like struggling. You know what I'm saying? With mm-hmm. this, because I have like that's the that's the crux of the Christian faith is we have hope that we'll be able yeah. to see our loved ones again in Christ in heaven be with Jesus yeah. and that it's just the pain that I'm feeling now is like the pain of her not being here on this earth and um, just not, you know, not being able to to text her, you know what I'm saying? Not being able to like, you know, call her and I'm back in California now. And I was t- talking to y'all earlier before we started this, this podcast episode, but it just hit me. I've been in California for like, this is my first or second day back in California and it's really like I was walking around the house and I'm like my joy feels sapped right now like I'm a person y'all know me like I'm always like laughing and and being up and I'm joyful you know what I'm saying and right now my, my joy is is intermittent you know what I mean it's like hit hit miss like things that around the house would give me joy or that I would do and I just don't feel it I feel numb you know what I'm saying and mm-hmm. and that was troublesome for me right now and that's something that I need to go to God for and in in process and not like fake it like and not hold it you know not acknowledge it you know what i mean i'm not gonna fake it like oh just because you're christian and all that like everything's good no everything is not good right now you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i'm feeling periodic moments of hurt because i'm here in california and i'm realizing how much i would talk to my mom because she was in virginia so i would text her i would like send her texts or i would like call her a lot and i, th- I feel the absence of that you know being here and it hurts you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and I have moments where I just break down and cry, you know, cause I, I can't, you know, I can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, Man. and, yeah. and I'm gonna have to, 
I'm glad that I have, you know, people around me. God uses himself first. My mom's favorite verse, and she always would tell me this, is I'd be like, Mom, what's your favorite verse? And she'd be like, you know, my mom gets very, like, <laughs> very eloquent, like, she, you know, a perform, you know, performer. She, she'll be like, Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God. <laughs> and all these things, you know, she always says it in that tone all the time. And it makes me laugh. And I would always laugh and ask her that because I wanted to hear her say it in that tone. <laughs> and I'm like, that's what we need right now. Like Matthew, like has been the book of Matthew has been very heavy on us. Like as my family. That's know? my favorite book, man. It's her favorite book too. She would always say like, that's my favorite book. She was, I got to seek the king. I got to seek God in these moments, like not ignore what I'm feeling not you know acknowledge it speak it out let my wife know she's been very supportive and she's been going through stuff like let my family know we got to be communicative and mm-hmm. i think is that a word communicative i don't know if that's a yeah, word. yeah yeah okay word. <laughs> shout out shout out because i'll be struggling it's a word now <laughs> <laughs> you know you know what i'm saying but i just gotta like in this morning process i know people say it takes time that's what the world tells you it does and i feel like I agree to some extent, but that's not the thing that heals you. It's God that heals you first. Time yeah. is just a, 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 a attribute of what's happening during the he- healing, but that's secondary. Mm-hmm. It's only because yeah. it exists. We live in time, but I don't believe time is the thing that heals you. I believe God is the thing that heals you, and that's why I need to seek God in this moment, but not, but also acknowledge what I'm feeling. Be honest with God. Like, I'm hurt. I'm frustrated. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, be open and don't try to put yeah. on this you know, bravado, like I'm, like, I'm cool. Like I'm not cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm cool with not being cool, but I got to go after, I got to put some effort into my healing. I got to put some effort yeah. into spending time with God. I got to put some effort into being honest with my friends and y'all, the listeners. I got to put effort into still doing the will of God because doing this podcast is what gives me joy. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. telling the things of God. That's what God told me. And so doing things for his will is going to give me joy because that's a fruit of the spirit. Peace is a fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. And so I need to go to the one who gives that and it's him, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, that's just some spiritual lessons, man, that I learned. And practically there's some practical lessons in all this too. Um, one of the big ones is, um, and is, is, is go to your doctor's appointments. You know what I'm saying? Like make sure you're on top of your health. And if you feel like your doctor isn't doing you a, 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 what you feel like he, sh- he or she should be doing, you know what I'm saying? In terms of just not prescribing you, you know, like a Band-Aid. Like if you want to find a source of a problem, continue to push to get that to for them to, to, to find out what the source is instead of giving you like a medicine that, that, that deals with symptoms, you know what I'm saying? And take care, you know, take care of your health and, and be more transparent with your, you know, your husbands or wives and your family and, and your parents, like, find out how their health is doing and, and, and be on it. You know what I mean? Be, it's like for everybody to be more transparent about their health in general. It's something that I really, we learned out of this as a family um, because we'd always didn't know that, you know what I mean? I didn't know a week leading up to, you know, my mom's stroke, she had gone to the doctor. Like I called her that Friday and I was, I always asked her how her health was. She was like, Oh, it's doing good. I, I, but I had like, a, a, like my head was hurting for a while. And uh, so I went to the doctor and he gave me some medicine. And it's better now. And I'm like, okay, good, good, okay. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, why she didn't she didn't tell me that? But I'm glad I'm asking now. But little did I know, like, like two days later, she would have the stroke, right? And 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 it's because and her blood pressure was way up, you know, and and just stuff like that is like, you know, you, the enemy might want might want me to blame myself or, or blame others or blame the doctor for like why didn't he do a head scan or all these other things, which could be valid, 
right? But like, I'm not gonna go down that route of like placing blame and and trying to go that route, trying to find someone to blame or, or blame myself or something, because that's that's what the enemy wants me to do, and I'm not gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to just learn from this. You know what I mean? And go to God and 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 learn and have knowledge. Like the word says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Just have I have so much more knowledge on strokes and stroke symptoms through this that us is like especially people of color who are highly prone to these type of things need to be uh, more aware of how we're doing and, and what we're eating. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, yeah. So, I mean, that there, there's more to come. I mean, I'm still going through healing. Y'all pray for me, you know, pray for me to have peace and joy and, and to just like, I want to get back to where I, I was, but it's just like, this is a new season in my life, you know, where I have to just wait on the Lord for, to see my mom and, and you know, just just press on, man. Press on to this race. Endure, you know. Endure, like the word says, I got to endure this. And enduring when when I hear stuff like endure, that means it's not gonna be easy. But through Christ, it's a lot easier. He said his yoke is easy, mm. and that's facts. Like mm. Jesus is the reason why I'm not all the pieces right now. And so, and Jesus will be the reason why I heal properly. And that's just Amen. facts, man. So, Amen. yeah, man, it's a man. I just see God at work. Just even, you know, you telling your story, man, and like saying it, you know, doing it so eloquently and, and just really being transparent and sharing, you know, just sharing your personal accounts, man. It's, it's um, I can only imagine, man, you know, the fact that you composed and even through the pain and the hurt you doing God's will, you knowing that um, this is what he wants you to do is uh, yeah. it's inspiring, man. And I really appreciate you. Yeah, man. All glory to God, man. Yes, yes. For real. All glory to God. Yeah, bro. We appreciate that, man. So. Yeah, it, it took a lot to to have the bravery to take the time. I don't know. You had to fight back tears at moments, man. Yeah. But to do it for, I know there's people out there who are struggling with that. Maybe anger, maybe confusion, not understanding why, why me. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, we appreciate you, man. Yeah. For clarifying that and telling people, you know, God is not out to get us or to, you know, um, like almost test us. You know what I mean? That's not even it. You know, there's a greater purpose. And we, we always think we're like the main character. Um, <laughs> yeah. In our in the story, you know, and oftentimes we're not, it, it's for a bigger purpose, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, you know, going through loss, it, it's something that unites all of us. Like you said, Ben, a lot of times we just focus on, you know, things that divide us, but there are far more things that, that we have in common than we have that divide us. So I think that's what God, you know, he wants to press upon us, like focus on, you know, focus on things that that we can relate to things that we all go through and, and understanding that God is the common denominator and helping us to, uh, to one come together and to also just endure some of the trials and tribulations that happen to us as human beings, because it's, you know, it doesn't, um, it doesn't discriminate, you know, loss and, and loss doesn't discriminate. So, and God tells us that, that we'll, we will go through certain uh, trials and tribulations, but he also says that, he will be with us always. And and so 
through your story, obviously, you, know, you felt the presence of God through all of the the aspects of, of what you experience. And so just hope that the, our listeners are encouraged by it. This walk is not easy. It's a straight, it's a narrow path. And, you know, we as believers, we go through the same things as, as people who don't believe. You know, the difference is that we have, we have a father that we can, that will never leave us, that we can appeal to. And, you know, I think it's up to us as believers to, um, to love on people, man, Pe- people who, who believe and people who don't believe, right? Show love. And um, yeah, man, appreciate it. Yeah, man, appreciate you too, man. Appreciate y'all. So, <sighs> yeah. Just pray for me, man. Gotcha, man. Pray for me. Yeah, we'll do. When you see Benny, give me a hug, man. If you see me yeah, in real man. life, give me a hug. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, bro. Yeah, we'll, we'll end it here. If you're looking forward to more uh, yeah. regular podcast episodes from us, um, we want to stay in sync with y'all. We want to sh- share what we're going through. We want to hear back from y'all as well. Yeah, let us know what you think. Let us know how you feel. And uh, suggestions. Yeah. Let us know how we're doing. Yeah, and you can reach us on, once again, goodnews.is. That's our website. You can go in there. There's a contact form. So that's how you can get to us. All right, folks. So next time, be blessed. Talk to you soon. Love y'all. Peace.